Skill Check, the gaming mental health podcast from uh, YMK Exeter. My name is Andy, and uh, with me today I have uh, uh, my co-conspirator and partner in crime, Zach. Hello. Hi, Andy. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And how are things on week 229 of lockdown number 14? You know, some of me genuinely thinks that that's true. Some of me wouldn't be like, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm not, I'm not counting. Like, obviously, we're on lock, we're not on lockdown. Whatever crazy number you said, but in for thousands of days ago, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not <laughs> lockdown 14. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's some way of calculating it that we could get to that number. It, it, I guess maybe uh, cabin fever is setting in. Um, I, I am I am an introverted person. I am a quiet person. I am I am happy to be in my own company. However, the world has seen fit to lock me inside with this person they call a wife. For wow, fourteen lockdowns, billions, hundreds of days, and this is this is only a problem because for lovely you lovely uh, audio listeners, and um, for the, obviously you live people as well. My wife also works at the YMCA. Um, and so work is taking up a lot of conversations where, where normally we would be quite strict with ourselves. Like we only talk about work when we're both at work um, because work is now at home and we also live at home, surprisingly. Um, it's, it's more of a challenge. It's more of a challenge to balance things out. And whilst it had been going fine up till Christmas, uh, I think we're getting to that point now where we're both starting to feel it a little bit more. and. Sometimes there's disagreements about things. Uh, so it's just, it, it's taken its toll. And I think it probably has been now for a lot of people. And, and so it resonates with me when people are, are struggling. Like it, it's, it's having, yeah, it's, it's tough. So this is why I love, I love things like this. This is why this cheers me up, Andy. Skill check cheers me up. That's, that's good. So that's I'm, I'm happy good. to be here. With so apologies to people who've just tuned in for the last 20 seconds. This is a gaming podcast, not a uh, marriage counselling podcast, but uh, I'm sure we could do that as well. You know, that's, that's, that's fine. Um, Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I, as I said earlier, it's all a bit silly, isn't it? Strange. Yeah. I'm not going to use the word. Yeah, and we, and we obviously, we, make, we look around and we make light of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we also recognise that you know it's tough as well, and, I, and it's been tougher rather than easier recently. On a personal note, yeah. think, we're real here, guys. In the window, we don't mean so. It's... I think it's probably also worthwhile, probably mentioning for uh, our, for people listening to the podcast, addition to this, is that uh, we normally chat over some sort of video link up, and it's normally quite live-ish. Today, if we're feeling a bit kind of, if it's sounding a bit stilted almost, um, that's because, well, the video link up isn't working as well as it normally is. I can see Zach on a different screen, but that's the uh, live uh, live video stream of uh, our conversation, and it's a little bit out of sync uh, with um, 
the audio feeds and yeah it's all a bit silly today yes and i think in reflection what i should do first before i do anything when we're doing this is launch zoom and go into the zoom call first and then open Streamlabs and all that stuff. Because I think I think what it does is it overrides. Something is overriding something somewhere else. Okay. And I'm not sure how to, to make it want to send the webcam to Zoom when it's already sending it to Streamlabs. Is what I think might be the problem. If you're out there and uh, you've got any ideas, please feel free to drop us a line via uh, any of the YMCA Exeter social media channels or response at ymcaexeter.org.uk. Um, yeah, please. Well, this week, Andy, we're going back to the future. <laughs> we are going back to the future. So, yeah, I had a weird one over the weekend. And it was just this kind of weird... Kind of, I, don't, I don't... It's all, almost like a clash of generations, I guess. In that I almost went from reading about something called DOSBox Pure, which is a way to load up really old games from like the early 90s onwards. And then I played Ghost Recon on Google Stadia. I'm like, this is strange, right? That is that's not just me, right? That's just one second it's really old stuff and the next we, second it's cloud based well you hadn't mentioned this to, this to me and this wasn't this was a new conversation we had uh the other day when we when we actually do meet to plan what seems like chaos um for listeners and for people watching the live stream yes we're just very good at making it look like we don't know what we're talking about it's a skill obviously we can't teach it it's too complex um but when we were planning this the other day um, I haven't fully, like it hadn't just sunk in that I've been doing the exact same thing you've been doing because I've been just not paying attention. I was like, oh yeah, retro games and it being as access more accessible than it's ever been. And then the future of gaming, obviously. I've been playing Baldur's Gate on the Xbox. The original Baldur's Gate has an enhanced edition that you can now get on console. And I spent most of last week playing Baldur's Gate. Um, for any of you out there that don't know Baldur's Gate, it's like a top-down isometric, uh, one of the first top-down isometric um, party management uh, role-playing games. Um, it's very, it's, a, it's an old game, like it's a really old game, mm. uh, to the point where if you even just go on YouTube and type in Baldur's Gate. Hang on, Gate, when you say it's um, old game, do you mean old, like, Zach old, or do you mean old no, as in I mean old, old. old? Yeah. Okay. When I say this is one of the first isometric tabletop RPG games, I mean literally one of the first. You're talking early 90s, like what we would call the heyday of retro gaming. Um, and because I've been playing on the Xbox, when you asked me the other day if you, you were explaining this kind of idea of like retro gaming meets like the future of gaming, I haven't fully realized that I've been doing it because <laughs> I've been playing Baldur's Gate on the Xbox Series X. Uh, and, and then, just you mentioned it now, I was like, actually, I've been doing that exact same thing. Like, I've been playing Baldur's Gate, which is, you know, it wasn't designed for console by any stretch of the imagination, mm. and they did a really good pour. It's, it runs quite well, but it still looks like an old game. So, you know, you've got yeah. pixel people walking around, maps that, like, it's just... 
I've been really enjoying it. But then, to put that in contrast, I've also started playing Pathfinder Kingmaker again, which is like a very current day, currently released, released last year for console. Mm. Um, exactly the same type of game, so a tabletop uh, isometric RPG. And the difference is staggering just in yeah. the quality of life and graphics and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm thinking about them. There's never been a better time to want to look back on retro games because you can get them on lots of different platforms now. And um, phones are great for that, although touch controls aren't always very intuitive on really, really old games because you are then trying to mash what is a, essentially a really old game with new, very, very new technology in terms of like the idea that you don't have mm. buttons and a joystick and that kind of stuff. So sometimes touch controls can be a bit janky on some really old games, especially if you don't have a big phone. Well, easy. So what I noticed was, if not the, really old games. The, the, but the thumb bit controls. in the bottom left corner and like, yeah, but uh, the joystick thing always winds me up. Like the phone is, isn't quite, an iPad or a tablet is probably a little bit too big but a phone's probably a little bit too small because you're trying to, once you put both your thumbs on the screen, you're missing half the bottom of it and you, you're losing touch with like the bottom, like, you know, you know what? I'm sure you've yeah. you've done like mobile gaming where it doesn't quite work. work. Um, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's fun, but. Oh, I'll tell, I'll tell you what is a good example. And this is a lovely segue to, the Google Stadia app on the uh, iPhone, where you've got the option of touch controls on the screen. And Interesting. The, the problem with that is you've got multiple buttons, um, like the R1, the R2, you've got all the kind of normal AB so on and so forth, yeah. up, down, left, right. All on touch screen, stick. right? And it's all on touch screen, and it's all taking up what the screen you are currently looking at, and it just doesn't quite work. Yeah. Especially if you're meant to yeah, it, hold down one button whilst go another direction. Yeah, there isn't a very good substitute for whether it's controller or keyboard or mouse. Like, touch screen doesn't quite get there without taking up precious screen real estate. Um, I do feel I do feel like I've missed a step. Missed a step, skipped a feet. Yeah, I do kind of feel like I've moved on a little bit too too quickly because we talk about Google Stadia. We've got to talk about what Google Stadia actually is. And it is actually a. Okay, so imagine uh, Netflix. Or, I'm imagining Netflix. Or iPlayer. That's quite easy for me. I watch it all the time. Yeah. So imagine a service where you basically select something you want to watch over the internet or something you want to listen to over the internet. Uh, what you're doing is you're watching it or you're listening to it on your laptop, on your phone, whatever. And you don't physically have a copy of the thing you're watching or the thing you're listening there but you're downloading it and you're listening to it in real time. Right? I'm with you. Cool, cool. Google Stadia is an example of cloud gaming. Uh, so there are other options out there. And basically the idea is that um, you're playing a computer game. You don't have the cartridge, you don't have the CD um, or anything like that. You don't, you've not downloaded it 
onto your hard drive, but you're playing it over the internet in real time. Cool. Which is amazing as long as you've got a decent internet connection. Because what you're getting is you're basically getting someone else's fantastically high spec gaming PC, gaming machine, somewhere else. You're sending the controls over to that machine and you're seeing on your screen what comes out of it. And yeah, which essentially, is, yeah. yeah, in a roundabout way. Obviously, there isn't someone somewhere else sat at a computer screen is all hosted on server, and so you're just getting the visual and control input for what's happening. So there isn't a screen somewhere with your game on it, unlike, no. apart from the one that you're streaming onto. But the the, the concept is there. It's almost like someone else is sat somewhere else playing, and there you're playing vicariously through them through the power of the magical internet. Which it's, it's almost as if places. I've got an Xbox somewhere else. And my controller is yeah. plugged into the router, it's plugged into the internet, sends it to the Xbox, Xbox sends it straight back to me and displays it on my laptop screen. Or And the reason why this is so incredible is as a concept, because obviously gaming at the moment is centered around and restricted by what, what hardware you have. So mm-hmm. usually, it's I can play X game because I have the platform that it is on. Whereas streaming games suddenly means I can play any game I would like to because I'm streaming it over the internet. So the the, the latest example of this is Switch have started doing this. They will sell you a game which is you're gonna have to correct me on this. I don't know if they sell it for full price. If you're gonna so I've seen that you can download them for free. But they have, mm. it's Hitman 3 and Control at the moment on Nintendo Switch. Now, Nintendo Switch is not powerful by in and of itself to run mm. those games. Um, however, you can download, well, you don't download anything. <laughs> well, I think you download like a little you, file you, that's you, like, yeah, you it, want to play it's, it, yeah. it's basically a like, demo. It puts file, on your own menu. Which, yeah, it's, yeah, it kind of deals with um, the bear. Essentials. The, it's like yeah, probably your not save a lot. file and your the icon, the home icon. Yeah. Like, and that's what it downloads. And then when you launch it, it launches a stream of it. So you go into mm. it, it loads up like it would normally. Um, and the fascinating thing there is, then suddenly the Switch can play any game that a high-end PC could play. You'll you'll be able to yeah. see the kind of graphical fidelity that a high-end PC will get on the Nintendo Switch, which obviously obviously is is not as powerful as that, which suddenly puts the Switch on an even playing field as some of those other consoles, um, which is fascinating when we think about um, if, if gaming is to become more accessible for more people and to be less restricted by things like what you can afford, so I can't afford a PC or I can't afford the latest console, with with a streaming platforms being the, the next kind of iteration of like how gaming can be used by people and accessed by people, then streaming allows anyone to game. All they need is a, and I say all they need, because this is something that we might touch on a lot today, becomes more accessible because the need is less. So yeah. 
not that there's no need because obviously you still need to have a really good internet connection and i would argue that you probably need to have a more more expensive internet connection than you probably would if you were just wanting broadband for your home so you're probably thinking mm. whilst it sounds amazing at the moment the technology is in such a place that you'd probably need uh close to gigabit internet you'd need fiber internet to your house basically yes. like i think yeah. when i try even when i try even i struggle my internet struggles a little bit and i have 300 up uh 300 down so like what? i don't quite have gigabyte but i have fiber i have fiber 300 i have fiber 300 megabytes down oh oh like this, this this is another interesting note in that i've got 100 down so i wonder if okay yeah well we're we limited the on your speed but more limited on what your service providers give me and that quality of service yeah 100 percent. so so you'll find there's a little caveat with it any kind of internet. I'm a little getting into internet service provider talk today. Um, that's, a, that's a, you know, it's an interesting topic to talk about. So what you'll find is they guarantee you a minimum, they guarantee you a minimum speed under kind of what you pay for and over what you pay for. So they'll say, well, your speed will land within this and this. So we know you pay for 300 megabytes, but you might get anything down to like 250 up to like 320. That's what they'll say, because mm. just because of how things are. Uh, and when I have tried it, you're also then dependent on like the bandwidth that your device can use. So with online streaming, you need a five gigahertz bandwidth yeah. to be able to stream, right? And some devices, some mobile devices, phones, for instance, use 2.5 gigahertz Wi-Fi signal. So you should use, so without going in and uh, so yeah, we're getting really technical now. So without going into your phone and changing it to a, uh, without getting a special modem, wireless modem, where you can select two channels and set up a channel for five gigahertz gaming, yeah. five gigahertz that you can select with your mobile phone, which then will allow it to stream to your phone if you wanted to. Um, it gets more complex. So stream gaming isn't like, I can turn it on and do it straight away without thinking about anything, because it just works. Well, it very much does depend on your setup at home. It does. Which I think if you got a router which does both wireless channels, uh, 2.5 and 5, um, simultaneously, yeah. actually, you don't need to do anything and it's really, really simple. Because, you know, yeah, problem solved. It will switch. I, I think if you're yeah. looking for a general rule of, of thumb, is that a lot of this is sadly limited uh, for newer kits. I mean, I know I've got one laptop, which nah, just won't play the game. Yeah. Uh, with even uh, if you're not trying to download anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it just yeah, it just can't handle it. I've got another laptop, um, which which is newer, not a problem at all. And I can have both laptops side by side in the same room, in the same part of the house, and it'll work absolutely fine. And, um, and that's the fascinating thing about it is that it being in such a new technology and whilst there are caveats to this obviously that we've already talked about and you know you'll have to you'll have to spend some time troubleshooting it it's not it's not yet in the place where you can just hope to like download google stadia onto your tv or onto your um onto your laptop or computer laptop, or and it will just right. work like you, there'll be some troubleshooting there'll be some why is it not quite working properly Ish. Well, you, you say that, it worked fine. 
No other okay. problem. But when I first tried it, it was on the new laptop. And we do have the okay. kit that does both types of Wi-Fi, as you mentioned. Um, I and, think... I guess, and I guess at that point then, there's still a there's still a baseline because then obviously you need you have there's still a buy-in because you had a good laptop. Yeah, so yeah exactly. So it's not yeah. quite the whole. It's not quite the the gaming mecca, the well, gaming soul for everyone because you still have to have. It's not quite. It's not quite like it's on my TV. Yeah, that's that's true. It's, it's it's not on TV. You do have to get um, some particular kit in order to do that. Um, yeah. Or, or I guess just hook the laptop up to the TV. But yeah, that is quite a, a niche thing uh, in order that people would be interested in doing. The important thing to bear in mind with uh, all of this and all of our concerns and all of the kind of conversation about um, what if it doesn't work is that a lot of um, I say a lot, I've only got experience of uh, Switch and Google Stages so far. Uh, what they both do is that they offer a free uh, trial of both um, services. So with, well, with Control on the Switch, I've not tried out Hitman 3 yet. Um, with Control on the Switch, you are basically given 10 minutes free playing time and you download it, you can play it, you can see if it works. And I guess the idea is if it doesn't work, then you don't have to pay for anything and you've lost nothing apart from the time taken to install it. With Google yeah, Stadia, which is they offer not downloading the game. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you've literally just downloaded the game. We you you downloaded the shell of the game, I guess. Yeah. And uh, so this brings on me on to my next question hmm. is how much are they charging for the game after so when Ooh. you got through your free trial in control how much how much were they then charging you to download well to stream the rest of the game and this is where our lack of planning really does come into the fall. And i didn't tell Andy i was going to ask this but i think this is big this is a big deal because if you're not saving money and this is where we get into like, what do you actually buy when you buy a game? Mm. If, if streaming a game isn't inherently cheaper, then I guess people listening will be like, why? If I'm gaming elsewhere, if I've got an Xbox, if I've got a PC, if I'm happy on my, phone, my mobile phone, why would I invest in something that is as expensive as having any of those things? I think the game itself would be about 30 pounds. But I would argue, okay that is no more expensive than buying it as a download on, on another piece of kit. Yeah. Con control is about £30 on other consoles. So I think on Xbox it's around that price point. Mm. Um, it wasn't. It, control was never a full price game when it came out um, because it's, it's not a long game. It's not a big game. It's not a huge game. It's not quite, although it looks amazing, it's also not a AAA game. It's made by a small, slightly smaller studio. Okay. Um, and I think you could ask, so, so I would say, well, why would I want to pay for it if I don't have it? And that is an argument I've got time for, you know? It's like, well, all right, 
don't don't get it then. But you've also got a lot of people now who are download who are paying for games that they are downloading onto their console and they never own a physical copy of it. And it's true. I and at that point, see the I mean, that. we have mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, if we're just taking forget kind of collector's editions and physical editions and all that kind of stuff for a moment, when you download a game digitally, that even if it's a sixty pound game full price the only thing that you're paying for in that 60 pounds is the license to play it on the platform of your choice so uh, that 60 pounds when you buy a digital copy of a game is literally you're paying like like a cinema like the cinema when you go to the cinema you pay for a ticket and you get in that's mm. essentially what you're paying for when you buy a digital version of a game and so whilst the, whilst something like say it doesn't need to separate itself out um because essentially you're doing the same thing in both cases you're buying a license to play that game on the platform of your cho- of your chosen whatever you are today. So the only difference is that you get a physical download, well, not physical download, but you get a downloaded copy of the game in one scenario and you don't in the other. But you, in both cases, get a license to play that game where you are. So does it really matter that on Stadia you don't get to download the game? If anything, it's better because you can play the game straight away you don't have it's to download it. So quick. Um, if the price isn't different, then it doesn't matter. If you have, like, like we said, it, there's a caveat. You have to have an internet that will run it. You have to have a device that will run Stadia. Uh, and and then, there's caveats you know, you to, to downloading games onto your laptop as well. There's, there's oh, caveats to 100%. that. 100%. Because you've downloaded it doesn't mean that it's going to run. Yeah, ex- exactly. You know, I, 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 I downloaded like Battlefront 2 onto the laptop the other week. And did it run? Did it? No. Yeah, and I I also downloaded. So me and Andy both have the same gaming laptop uh, to use. I tried Gears of War Tactics, which was like uh, not you know it's not something that's gonna blow kind of graphically away. But even the laptop was struggling. Hmm. <laughs> so you know you are even if you downloaded it and, and it says you can run on minimum specs or even medium specs like you are then inhibited by the thing with downloading a game is you are inhibited by hardware streaming a game you are not and that's mm. that's the difference here we're trying to, we're trying to drill down for you guys is that streaming allows you to play any game to the platform of your choice for the for the similar price point whereas hardware you are always then inhibited by what's available on console which isn't everything that's available on pc and then if you're playing on pc it's always what can your pc run if it can't run high-end games you can't buy them (laughs) and if you want one massive plus point for cloud gaming cyberpunk yeah so games are released badly on console or or don't quite meet essentially when you're streaming you will always be playing and i think you'll always be playing the PC version of it, I think, because I think Stadia okay. uses the same similar backend to PC, the PC version of the game. So when you when you get something on Stadia, the version you will be playing live, um, which will be streamed to you, will be the PC version because of the infrastructure and the architecture behind it. Um, I imagine. So that, yeah. that's a big bonus. You, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think, because I was looking at, I was looking at some, uh, you know, being the boring nerdy person I am, I was looking at <laughs> when they update and license a game, what, what what gets paired together, and usually the PC patches and the PC updates go live at the same time as Stadia, which suggests that Stadia uses a similar infrastructure and behind-the-scenes architecture that a piece the PC games are, whereas a console update will come later. It's like if someone, mm-hmm. someone's updating their game 
and their update goes live on PC and Stadia first before it goes live on console. Because console, console licensing and architecture is different fundamentally from PC, which suggests that Stadia uses a PC version rather than console version. Which is good. Basically, no, you, are, you have access to a high-end PC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so, so you know that, I guess, if we are to kind of break it down, because this is quite a information-heavy chat uh, that we've been having, and if you're not used to the word of gaming, that, mm -hmm. yeah, this is going to hopefully not leave a lot of people behind but if you're not used to the world of gaming i really hope that you've stayed with us so far um but we appreciate there's lots of things we can talk about that maybe a bit much um and if you are not used to the world of cloud gaming either uh i i, I wonder if there is kind of some simple kind of basic points like basic headlines that we could throw yeah. out about what our gaming is. I think you nailed it when you said it's just Netflix, but for gaming. I think a lot of people will understand what Netflix is. It essentially is a monthly subscription to a service, whether it be Google Stadia, Xbox has one in, Xbox has a version of it on Game Pass. Um, Switch has a version of it on Switch. Um, and there are obviously going to be more and more ways to stream games through the cloud, which is mm. the the online internet storage mm. place. They call it a cloud because why not? Um, it's essentially a subscription-based service where you will subscribe to it, and as you because you are a lovely subscriber to that service, they then offer you the ability to stream games online. However, I believe that there's also a buy-in on top of that. So whilst with Stadia, there's a monthly subscription fee like Netflix, so you might pay eight pounds for Netflix. You might pay eight pounds for Stadia every month. I'm, I still, I think you've still got to pay them for the, the games as well on top of that. Am I correct? So uh, with Stadia, um, there is a collection of games that you can have access to if you pay the monthly fee. Um, if you if you don't pay for the monthly fee, you don't have access to that collection. Uh, very much like Netflix, if you pay your Netflix bill, you get access to Netflix's fast library of movies. But um, there are also games that you can pay for on top of that through Google Stadia. So the bigger games, if we're to be honest, so games like Cyberpunk and uh, Hitman. I think Hitman 3 is on there. Um, so you have to pay for those on top, but I believe that uh, once you pay for it, even if you to give up your monthly subscription, you still have access you then, to those you've, games. You've owned that because you've you've purchased the license to play that game, right? Yeah. And the, and the, and the one something I've just thought about is um, you can then take that account with you anywhere you go, like you can a Microsoft account, an Xbox mm. account, and you could take my, I could take my Xbox account to my friend's Xbox and log in and play my stuff there. The the speed at which you'll get to to not being able to to being able to play is hugely quicker with something like Stadia or on my or an online cloud-based mm. gaming service because you're not downloading anything, yeah. really. That's when it. you think about it, so you could you could one minute you could be playing on your laptop and then like oh, I'm going downstairs for a bit. Oh, I'll just play a bit downstairs for a bit. I'll just log mm. in with you know whatever it is downstairs that I'm using, um, whether it's a tablet or a phone or whatever. So it. it 
it is a game changer. It's in its infancy. It has a long way to go before it becomes a replacement for how we game normally. But as, mm. as a, something exciting, as a way uh, to increase um, gaming's kind of, um, well, I think this is a, this is a fact that's going to blow your mind. One in thirty-eight people in the world has a Netflix subscription. Whoa! So imagine if one in thirty-eight, yeah, imagine if one in thirty-eight people in the world gamed with Google, something like Google Stadia. Like, the the idea of that is fascinating in terms of how how many people would then be accessing gaming on a scale that mm. hasn't been seen before. And also, the Netflix fact is insane. I know it's mind-boggling to me. One in thirty-eight people has a Netflix subscription. Um, they, so, I think they passed two hundred million Netflix subscribers recently. Cloud gaming gives access to games that you may not have access to with your kit. It gives fast access to games. It gives game, access to games that essentially have better graphics. And it also means you don't have to go out and necessarily spend the money on the latest hardware in order to buy the latest games. Yeah, that's a pretty good summary. That's, that's a really good kind of short list. And I think that's, uh, if, if at any point it gets cheaper to stream games, so the, the license that you're paying for, if they manage to decrease that for AAA titles, if they manage to work a deal out, if it becomes something more mainstream, able to negotiate a fee that is less than £60, which is like kind of your standard top-end AAA game cost for PC or for console, if they manage to make it a little bit cheaper, then I feel like this will be a really, really good entry point for gaming in the future. Yeah. As, as it gets, as the tech gets better, as as their servers get better, as they make the, make it able to stream over any different kind of internet speed, like as they refine the technology, um, this this is I believe this is where gaming will be in 10, 15 years time, 20 years time. I imagine we it wouldn't be crazy to say that most gaming will have switched over to streaming. I totally, totally agree. I, I honestly feel this is where gaming is going. I'm not, I'm saying that I'm not exactly an expert in gaming or anything like that. But yeah, I would not be surprised if, like how Netflix was the future of movie rental, this will be the future of gaming. Well, on that note, that, this that has been quite a skill yeah. check. Yeah, this has been Skill Check for this week. Uh, Andy, thank you for joining me, or I'm joining you. I don't know. I, what, what am I doing? This isn't my usual outro. I just got thrown off, and, and my head was just, I'm, my head's fried today. So let's just start again. Little. Guys, this has been Skill Check Podcast. I have been Zach. That has been Andy. We can be found on any great podcast provider that's where you can download our audio version, which usually goes out the day after this live version. So for you that you're listening live, come back tomorrow and you'll find an audio version. Um, thanks again for listening. I hope this has been not too heavy, a more kind of theory week for gaming, if you like. And yeah, I hope you've managed to take something away from it. And you can contact us on this lovely new email address that Andy's about to tell us all. Response at ymcaexeter.org. 
And you can also find us at ymcexeter.org.uk. That's our website. And on there, if you go to the Contact Us page, you can find other contact details. And if you go to Who's Who page, you can also find our staff profiles and our contact details are on there as well. Thank you again for listening this week. This has been Skill Check, and we will see you all next week.